0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. While
1: Radio. Well, Southeast based Relate Care recently announced that it was creating 280 new jobs. As part of the Arcasos Group, which includes Waterford based Rigney Dolphin, Relate Care has developed tailored patient access and engagement solutions for healthcare providers in the US. Connor O'Byrne, the CEO of Relate Care, joins us now to discuss this expansion. Connor, start by providing us with an insight into your own background.
0: Yeah, thanks, Carol. So I actually graduated in 2000, went to WIT, started studying business. And whilst I was in WIT, I took on a part-time job in a company called Rigney Dolphin. And this was basically a customer service role. We were supporting different telco clients. And I remember working on Vodafone customer service support uh, line. Uh, on behalf of uh, Rigney-Dolson and kind of progressed through college but never left Rigney-Dolson and actually got promoted. So I've been actually part of the same group of companies now for for over 20 years and eventually became the Connected Health Director for Rigney-Dolson. So this is when we were identifying healthcare opportunities back in 2007, 2008. And uh, beyond that, I travelled to Cleveland to work you know, on a big contract for us at the time with the Cleveland Clinic. And when we launched our joint venture company, Relate Care, uh, I became the uh, CEO of Relate Care and have been the CEO ever since.
1: So, talk to us about Acasus Group, its scale, and the geographical locations in which it has a presence now.
0: Akis is essentially the holding company for both Relate Care and Rigney Dolphin. The group has 1,400 employees. 1,100 of those employees are based in Ireland, with the remaining 300 employees uh, based in the US. We have a physical footprint here in Waterford. I'm actually sitting here in Waterford this morning, although I do quite extensive travel, I suppose, uh, especially to the US. We've just opened up a regional hub in Tralee. Uh, We were in the news a couple of weeks ago about that expansion. And then in the U.S., we have physical offices in Cleveland, Ohio, and are about to put down physical offices in Little Rock, Arkansas as well. But we would have employees essentially in every county in Ireland, and we would have employees across 22 different states in the U.S.
1: And in November 2009, Rigney Dolphin started working with the Cleveland Clinic and formed a joint venture in 2013. How did this partnership actually come about, Connor?
0: Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't really understand the Cleveland Clinic, it's, it's, it's just a mega organisation in terms of healthcare. One of the leading kind of healthcare brands in the world. In fact, it's been the number one heart hospital in the world for nearly 30 years. So, We got an initial introduction through Enterprise Ireland. There was a delegation over from the Cleveland Clinic back in 2009, and we basically had a meeting in Dublin. Uh, That meeting led to subsequent meetings, and in November 2009, uh, I found myself with some other colleagues, I suppose, traveling to Cleveland to uh, visit the Cleveland Clinic and to start a project where we were carrying out a current state assessment uh, looking at all of the different parts of the Cleveland Clinic that were managing patient interactions and essentially uh, it, back in 2009 primarily telephonic interactions with, 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 with patients. And, and obviously given Rigney Dolphin's background and history in customer service and contact center, uh, Cleveland were attracted to Relay Care, or sorry, to Rigney Dolphin at the time in
1: relation to the work that we could do. So what was the pain point that Cleveland were having at the time?
0: There was over 800 individual employees that were managing patient interactions over the telephone. Um, And it was organized and managed in a very non-uniform way. Uh, So this kind of led to, you know, various inefficiencies and various, uh, I suppose, opportunities for patient experiences to be uh, poor and, you know, less than optimized. So What we brought, I suppose, at the time in a kind of consultative um, uh, initiative was the ability to bring all of those resources together uh, and to uh, create, I suppose, a standard target operating model and created a new centralised, access to care division within Cleveland Clinic.
1: I actually remember covering the story back in 2013 and from memory one of the challenges that Cleveland were having was that when patients were being discharged from hospital they wanted to make sure that they weren't coming back in again so an awful lot of the support that you were providing was checking in with patients to ensure that they were taking their medication. Is that some of the work that you've been doing since?
0: That's a program that actually continues today with the Cleveland Clinic. Um, And, you know, originally driven, I suppose, in the U.S. back in 2013, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services started to introduce penalties for readmission. Uh, So when we, you know, contrast that, I suppose, to, you know, what happens kind of mostly here in Ireland, you know, it it, it was very kind of innovative and and very kind of forward in terms of thinking. So it does force hospitals to start thinking about the continuity of care when the patient leaves the hospital. And it really is. Connecting with the patient post discharge, checking in on you know worsening symptoms or red flags, but also re-educating those patients uh, on their medications. And about a third of all avoidable readmissions happen as a result of non-compliance with medication.
1: So talk to us about how this joint venture has developed since 2013.
0: You know, thankfully I suppose, and, and, and through you know the dedicated and, and really Detroitian work of a great team over the years, but we've expanded. Uh, you know, quite rapidly, I suppose. We started off with a a handful of employees in the beginning and and mainly working on consulting initiatives, so kind of going into organizations and in many ways sometimes replicating what we had already achieved in the Cleveland Clinic. Over the years, uh, the interest in Relay Care providing additional support to these organizations, uh, you know, hasn't increased, so You know, many of these organizations are now relying on relay care to kind of manage uh, in relay care facilities or virtually uh, a number of the tasks or activities along that patient journey, whether it's, you know, pre-hospital visit or pre-hospitalization or post-discharge, as we've just spoken about. So, you know, we've seen the demand for outsourcing support really, really increase over the last number of years and especially over the last couple of years as we have you know, gone through the pandemic.
1: Beyond providing post-discharge support, what other services are you now providing?
0: Yeah, so we think about the beginning of the patient journey. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the patient journey, it's generally patient registration. So, you know, we would start off with patient registration right through to appointment scheduling. Uh, you know, post the appointment schedules, what happens in the U.S. is, the insurance companies must verify that the patient has the right insurance so we're also now involved in insurance verification and seeking prior authorizations for procedures okay so it kind of goes all goes all the way along that patient journey uh, as the patient comes into the hospital and then on the post discharge side then you know we are managing the post discharge follow up we spoke a little bit about earlier on but also we've quite an extensive nurse triage team that is providing triage support for patients who have questions Uh, and also who may need support or information as they continue their recovery. And I suppose what the future holds is, you know, we're looking to expand into areas like remote patient monitoring. So that's kind of an area where we have an existing infrastructure, we have an existing workforce that can support uh, remote patient monitoring. So we're looking at opportunities in those areas.
1: And just on the topic of that, Connor, we are emerging from a transformative two-year period for many businesses, but how did the pandemic change the way in which healthcare organizations communicate with their patients?
0: Yes, so a huge, a huge shift for healthcare organizations, uh, you know, during the height of the pandemic, you know, there was a huge shift to virtual visits uh, and, you know, volumes of virtual visits as an overall representation of, you know, appointments kind of shifted from, you know, single digit uh, numbers in terms of virtual visits right through to, you know, some of the organizations we work with during the height of the pandemic were managing about 70% of their hospital appointments were being managed through, you know, virtual appointments. What it has kind of meant for us is like, we've had to shift, you know, 95% of our workforce uh, back in, you know, March 2019 you know, shift, shift that workforce, I suppose, back during the beginning of the, the pandemic to work in a kind of a virtual model. You know, patients probably have gotten more used to now interacting with organizations in a, in, in, in a, in a new way, in a different way. And there's certainly much more willingness and openness, I suppose, to virtually communicate, you know, with their healthcare provider than, you know, what we would have seen before.
1: And how supportive has Enterprise Ireland been to Relate Care to date?
0: Enterprise Ireland has been a great support to Relate Care. Um, they've, they've really been with us kind of along the journey. Um, we worked, you know, we worked very, very closely with the teams that are here in Ireland. Um, but also, you know, we have worked extensively with the Boston Life Sciences office. And you know, we built up a great partnership with a lady called Doreen McKeown uh, over the years. And uh, she has kind of moved back to Ireland in an Enterprise Ireland uh, role. But we continue that kind of relationship and that, uh, you know, collaboration, I suppose, with Enterprise Ireland uh, in the U.S. And, you know, we create, I suppose, not only opportunities for ourselves through that collaboration, but also opportunities for Enterprise Ireland and indeed other Enterprise Ireland companies.
1: And of course, Care recently announced 280 new jobs for Tralee. Now, the company itself and, of course, its founding company, Rigney Dolphin, have always been synonymous with Waterford. So why are these jobs going to Tralee?
0: Yeah, so I suppose the first thing to say is, you know, we have now employees, because of our virtual working model, we would now have employees across every county in in Ireland. And, you know, in the southeast, we would have in the region of 700 employees between Waterford, Wexford, Kilkenny. Uh, So, you know, still a huge commitment to the southeast and, you know, to other parts of Ireland. We were looking, I suppose, to expand, you know, our our kind of regional uh, footprint, and it's part of our our overall corporate strategy over the next year or over the next few years that we would expand and expand in a way where we would have kind of a hub and spoke model, which, you know, we still retain our Waterford headquarters, but then also expand hubs uh, into different parts of, um, into different parts of Ireland. So, you know, we visited a number of different locations and look, we could have went anywhere, Carol, really, but uh, we we decided on Trulli in the end and, you know, it has good access to, you know, the infrastructure is very, very good down there. Um, you know there is a great employment catchment area in the region and of course you know the Munster Technological University.
1: So in terms of the importance of MTU Connor, how will you be engaging with the Munster Technological University and how will you be looking for them to support you going forward?
0: Yeah so the Munster Technological University is an important uh, factor I suppose in the decision to uh, go to Tralee. Uh, they have um, uh, plenty of uh, different schools, I suppose, within the university and different courses and modules that could be supportive uh, to the direction I suppose Relay Care is going in, including the School of Nursing. And like the Southeast Technological University, there are opportunities to collaborate, um, you know, locally with those organisations, develop modules, you know, talk to their I suppose um, experts in the field, and you know, also tap in I suppose to a student population that can kind of help. Uh, our organisation grows, so we have the opportunity to give employment, but we also have the opportunity to innovate and collaborate with these organisations as we try try and solve, I suppose, some of the newer problems that now exist in healthcare.
1: And going forward, Connor, what would it take for County Wexford to get some of these jobs?
0: We have a fair amount of employees in Wexford County. I'm a fan of Wexford myself, from being from the southeast. I've, I've spent plenty of time in Wexford uh, over the years, and. You know, I'm aware, I suppose, of, you know, different developments that are going on, not only in Wexford town, but also uh, kind of across kind of, you know, some of the other kind of major towns. I I actually got married in Wexford, so uh, I might have a soft spot for Wexford myself.
1: Talk to us about these roles, these 280 jobs that you're creating in Chile. What will you be looking for in terms of skill sets there?
0: In the beginning, you know, probably the focus right now is on the majority of the roles will be what we would call kind of frontline roles. So, you know, the, the roles that really, the, the, the employees, the workforce that's interacting directly with with the patients. Um, so we have a range of different uh, kind of roles there, uh, including, you know, patient scheduling representatives, prior art representatives. Uh, we hope to kind of evolve those frontline roles into kind of more advanced either healthcare assistant roles or indeed in the future, there's a strong possibility that we may require uh, red- registered nurse roles. Uh, Supporting the frontline roles, then we would have the managerial and support roles. So we have openings across kind of the management teams, team leader level, supervisor level, uh, more senior operational manager level. And then from a support role point of view, we have dedicated support teams across training, quality, IT. So there's kind of a whole range of different uh, roles at the moment. But, you know, we have kind of recruited our first, batch of 30 employees. Uh, You know, we got the opportunity to meet some of those employees um, last week um, and indeed uh, over the last kind of several weeks. And, you know, we're looking forward, I suppose, to kind of expanding in the Tralee region. But at the same time, we're also, you know, recruiting kind of across the southeast as well and you know there's plenty of opportunities for people there too
1: Connor, there's no doubting that relate care has been a great success story here for the southeast, and as i say I remember covering the story back in 2013 when you actually announced the joint venture with cleveland clinic but looking ahead what are the future growth plans for the company
0: yeah so there's a huge demand for the you know for, for the types of services that we can provide right now and you know, there's a universal staffing challenge, I suppose, uh, not only in healthcare, but across many different industries. So, you know, the time is, you know, kind of ripe, I suppose, for organizations like Relay Care to try and grow their businesses. And um, we want to do it in a very meaningful and sustainable way. You know, this isn't about kind of a race to the top in terms of, you know, growing uh, kind of into a mega company. We, you know, we spent a lot of time over the last kind of 12 to 18 months building up our our executive team, you know, bringing in kind of, you know, new talent into the business. And, you know, we want to make a difference as well. You know, we, we, we have, we have a, you know, a slogan, I suppose, internally that says every interaction matters. Um, you know, and that can be, I suppose that can be, you know, some, some one of our team talking to a patient to kind of internal employees engaging with each other. So we want to make a difference. Um, you know, we want to be, you know, one of the leading organizations, I suppose, that's providing the types of services that we provide uh, back back into, you know, the hospitals that we work with. And there's something kind of special about working in healthcare. Um, it's very, very rewarding. Um, and, you know, you don't need to be a doctor or, or a nurse that potentially is saving a life. You know, these interactions, these conversations that, you know, our, our staff are having with people that, you know, are really helping those people um, on a daily basis, and you know, getting them the access into the healthcare that they need. So, look, we want to continue our growth uh, path. You know, we have uh, some ambition, I suppose, to expand into other countries. Uh, we'd love to bring back uh, more of the innovation uh, and more of more ways of working that we see working successfully in the U.S. mainly back into you know countries like Ireland, and I think there's a big opportunity to do that. And you know, we want as I said to you, we want to provide a you know a quality of service, I suppose, that we're renowned
1: for. Well if you've just tuned in, that was Connor O'Byrne from Relay Care, and I'd like to thank Connor for sharing this Saudi success story with us this morning.
0: Southeast Radio's business
1: matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.